The fact that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has afforded us to witness another month of Ramadan, <coughs> to be present in a month of Ramadan, is an indication of the love that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has for somebody. Fasting during the month of Ramadan is such a ni'mat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, wherein there are five specialities of the ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, fasting of the ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, virtues which were given to this ummah which were not given to the nations of the past. Amongst which, one is لَخَلُوفُ فَمِ الصَّائِمْ أَطْيَبُ عِنْدَ اللَّهِ مِنْ رِيحِ الْمِسْكِ That the scent or the odor that emanates from the mouth of a fasting person, it is more beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala than the smell of musk. This is an indication of the love that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has for a person that is fasting. Generally, when one spouse has love for another spouse, there is a limit to the extent of tolerance that they will have for their spouse. Even, for example, the wife, she will understand that my husband is going out, he is going to earn a living, so that my needs can be seen too, my desires can be seen too. But that husband, after an entire day's work, when he comes back home, and he is sweating, and he's got a bad body odor, that wife will realize that that order is because of him trying to see to my needs. Yet perhaps to the most, she will tolerate that order. But that order will not become beloved to her. Yet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's, this order that is coming out from Amawat is not just tolerated by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but it is beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that this asomuli wa anajzi bihi, that this fasting is for me, so I will recompense it, I will give the recompense for it. And whatever repercussions, whatever negative according to us, whatever negative side effects are coming out from this fasting, that too is beloved in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so beloved that a person a person will be will come to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When, when a person is beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells Jibreel that such and such a person, that he is beloved to me. So you also love that person. I have love for that person. You also have love for that person. So Jibreel Amin will announce to the, to the dwellers of the, uh, the inhabitants of the heavens that such and such a person, and they will take that person's name. And say that person is beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and beloved to me. So you also have love to, for that person. And thereafter that announcement is made to the entire inhabitants of the earth. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in the hadith mentions that Hattal Hitan to the extent that even the fish in the sea will love this person and they will make dua in maghfirat for that person. To understand generally a person loves a person who has some contact with him. Or there is some relationship with him. Love for a person extends to those who are around with him, around him, or have some contact with him. Yet they are creatures in the ocean, the species which scientists have not even heard of. They are discovering them in, 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 in every few months, every few years. They will come across a species which they have never discovered before. And how many more there are that they will be, that, let alone the individual creature or the individual creation, the entire species they have not discovered. Yet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created those, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created them, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is aware of them, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has instructed them, 
then such and such a person, he is fasting that you also seek dua and maghfirat for him. You seek forgiveness on his behalf. How great is this ni'mat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that through fasting even to that extent, creatures which we, which, which we do not even hear of, we do not even, we are not even aware of those species, yet they are making, seeking dua, dua, making forgiveness, seeking forgiveness for us, making dua maghfirat for us. This is a ni'mat from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But my dear brothers, the mere fact that we are fasting, or the mere fact that we are doing good actions during the month of Ramadan, does not automatically indicate qubuliyat and acceptance in the court of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa has mentioned in the hadith that kam min sa'imin laysa lahu min siyamihi illa al-ju'ah. That there are so many fasting people or many a fasting person who the only thing he attains from his fasting is that he will be hungry, that he will only attain hunger. So a person might ask the question that he did Whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded him with regards to fasting, he abstained from whatever he was supposed to abstain from. He began his fasting at the correct time. He ended his fasting at the correct time. Then why is it that he is going to be deprived of the reward of his fasting? Yes, he will be absolved of the faridat, of the obligation of fasting. But his fasting will be devoid of any reward. And this is not on, does not only apply to fasting. But it applies to, almost, to every single action of ours. The mere fact that we are doing those actions does not indicate that those actions are accepted in, Allah subhanahu, in the court of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Sometimes when we are doing the action, at the time that we are doing the action, it is accepted. But after that, we may do an action that will destroy the reward of it. For example, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu la tubutilu sadaqatikum bilmanni wal adha. That, O oh, you who believe, do not destroy your charity. Now, in the month of Ramadan, Alhamdulillah, this is a month of giving. A lot of people discharge their zakat during this month. A lot of times, extra sadaqah is given during this month to capitalize on the added reward during this month. Again, we have to be very careful when we are doing a certain action. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, do not destroy your sadaqah. Do not destroy your charity. Bil manni wal adha. What is the meaning of man? It is one is to remind that person that I have done such and such a good act for you. I have done, I have seen to your rent, or I have given you a bowl of food or a, or, or, or a monthly hamper or a grocery hamper. I am seeing to your lights and water. So now you are indebted to me. This is what is known as man. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, such an action will destroy your, your charity. Or if you harm that person, bilmanni wal other, harming him in any other way. Unfortunately, we find that phenomenon today that a person has a need to broadcast the good action, his favor upon another person. That you will give him a uh, some sadaqah, you will give him some charity, you will give him some hamper. And you will photograph him re receiving that hamper. Or you will photograph the people uh, standing in line ready to receive that bowl of food. One is the issue of photography. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has mentioned that the curse of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one upon the one who makes pictures. But then is the issue of causing harm to that person. You're destroying that person's izzat, you're destroying that person's honor. Just for a mere plate of food or a bowl of halim or a grocery hamper. Not only is it broadcast on social media, but at times pamphlets are printed. How will that person feel? He is in need of that charity, he is in need of sadaqah. 
That is why Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has promised the shade of the arsh of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala of that person who gives charity in such a way that charity should be given in such a way that your right hand should not even know what your left hand is giving. So that is one aspect, the aspect of, of, of charity. Then go to the aspect of our fasting during the month of Ramadan. How will that be destroyed? This again, there are various ways mentioned in the hadith. Once Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, it was brought to his attention, two ladies who were battling with extreme pangs of hunger whilst they were fasting. This also is an indication that ma'asiyat, disobedience, whilst we are fasting, will make the fast difficult upon us. But the more ruhaniyat, the more nur, the more ibadat we do while fasting, that will make the fast easier upon us. So these ladies were brought in front of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. They were to the point of now going to break their fast. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam asked for a bowl to be brought in front of them. And they were instructed to vomit into that bowl. So when they vomited, pieces of flesh came out. Raw flesh came out into that bowl. So these women were surprised. They said they had not even consumed cooked flesh, let alone raw flesh. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam replied, that was on account of them making ghibat, backbiting or slandering uh, their fellow Muslim brother or sister. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in the Quran, That when you speak bad about your fellow Muslim brother, it is as if you are eating their raw flesh. So we should safeguard our tongue while we are fasting. In another hadith, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has mentioned, That that person who does not leave out speaking lies and acting upon it whilst fasting, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not in need of this person leaving out his food and drink. Meaning his food, his fasting will not have any effect on him if he has to continue in this manner. So the actions of our tongue also, whilst nothing may go past this tongue towards our stomach, but sometimes what comes out from our stomach past our tongue, that will be sufficient to nullify the reward of our fast. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives a tawfiq of controlling our tongue, even with regards to our anger, with regards to what we say to people, do not hurt another person's feelings. In front of him, do not say anything bad to him. Behind his back, do not say anything, say anything bad about him. Understand that fasting is not only abstention from food and drink, but fasting is abstention from everything that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made haram. And understand that this ita'at, this obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which will bring me to the third aspect of that which, which nullifies the reward of our fast. This obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, my dear brothers, is not only for the month of Ramadan, but this obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and refraining from the disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that is for the entire year. And upon this will the acceptance of our month of Ramadan depend. Whether we have that mindset that after the month of Ramadan, what, how we are going to carry on with our life, if we have it in our minds that this abstention from food, uh, that, that from haram, those things which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has prohibited, that I will control my nafs, I will control my, my desires during the month of Ramadan. And after the month of Ramadan, I will revert back to the life that I have been living. If we are fasting with that intention, we are looking at the abstention of, of sin as a burden upon us, then we should understand, my dear brothers, 
that this is an indication that we are presenting deficient fast to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In the Quran Kareem, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes mention of the incident of the two sons of Adam alayhi salatu wasalam, Habil and Qabil, where they were instructed, Idqarraba qurbanan fatuqubbila min ahadihima walam yutaqabbal min al-akhar, that they were instructed to give sadaqah, give charity to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. At that time, there were not many inhabitants in the world. Whoever was alive at the time were their family, close family members. So charity had to be given, had to be left on a mountaintop. And the acceptance of the charity would be that the charity was devoured by a fire that came from the heavens. So one brother who had crops, he gave the best of his crops and he left it on the top of the mountain. The other brother thought to himself that this is going to be devoured by fire anyway. So he took the weakest of his animals and he left that on the mountaintop. So the one who gave the best of his crops, that was accepted and the other brothers was rejected. So the brother whose charity was rejected, immediately he, came, he, he became angry. This again, the heart with which we do our actions, that will, that will indicate whether it is accepted in the court of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not. The brother who gave the best, that was accepted. The brother who gave his weakest, he carried out the action. He carried out whatever was obligatory upon him. But that was not accepted in the court of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So when he becomes angry and he tells his brother, that I'm going to kill you, how is it possible that yours is accepted and mine is rejected? His brother tells him, words for the ages. Every action of ours, my dear brothers, we have to look at this. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala only accepts the actions of those who have taqwa. Which is why Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala anhu used to repeatedly mention, That when you doing an action, more importance that you place on doing that action, place more importance on the acceptance of that action. Do you not hear the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala only accepts the actions of those who have taqwa? So my dear brothers, fasting, Ya fasting has been ordained upon us so that we may attain taqwa. And acceptance also is dependent on whether that action was done with taqwa. And what is an indication that we are fasting or we are going through the month of Ramadan with taqwa? That when taqwa enters a person's heart, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran Kareem, that when the person has taqwa, that when shaitan gets hold of him, this again, the choice of words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not that he manages to stay away from sin totally. Yes, we should make a concerted effort to stay away from sin. But shaitan from time to time will get hold of a person. Kullu bani adam every, every human being is a sinner. The best of sinners are those who repent to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Likewise, shaitan will get hold of a person from time to time. But my dear brothers, That shaitan will get hold of you, but you will immediately remember that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is watching us. And that I cannot live my life as I wish. Then my dear brothers, that a person will realize that taqwa has entered his heart. And that is the kind of ibadah that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepts from us. And this taqwa, this realization will come into us, my dear brothers, 
once we realize that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not only to be worshipped in the month of Ramadan, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is there to be worshipped in the remaining 11 months of the, um, months of the year. And that the month of Ramadan, my dear brothers, is just an assistance for us to attain our ultimate goal, that is Jannah. I'll conclude on one example, that a person is driving on a highway. You know, in Europe, you have these certain highways, where uh, it's called the Autobahn, where all rules are removed, the speed limits are removed. There is no speed bumps, there is no police officers, that you can drive as fast as you want. So a person, he's now traveling, for example, from Durban to Johannesburg. His destination is Johannesburg. And as he is driving, he sees that sign that now indicates that whatever limitations they are, they are now removed. And you can now move as fast as you want. That is the month of Ramadan. The shayateen that generally prohibit, uh, uh, generally are hindrances for, for, for us from doing good actions, they are now chained. The environment is now is now conducive to doing good actions. Even one reward, one faraz salah you'll read, one faraz act you'll do will be multiplied 70 times. So now we are in that period where we can, we can move as fast as we want without any hindrances. But at the end, now when it says that now the autobahn is finished, and now there are now certain limits that are in place. With regards to ibadah, there is no limit, but insan himself imposes these limits. But now that he says that I have made so much of headway during this time, I've done well for myself. He pats himself on his back and then he decides now he wants to go back to the same place that he was before he had made all that progress. My dear brothers, we should not have with our mindset if we have that intention of reverting back to where we were before the month of Ramadan is like that person. After all that progress that we were making during the month of Ramadan to make a U-turn and go back, my dear brothers, we will never reach the destination that we want to go to. Likewise, my dear brothers, the month of Ramadan, our mindset from now should be that how this can become part of our life even after the month of Ramadan. Then we will find that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will accept our fasting during the month of Ramadan. And the day that we meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will be the day of Eid. أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله حي على الصلاة حي على الصلاة حي على الفلاة على الفلاح الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله لا <تصفيق>
الحمد لله الحمد لله الذي خلق فسوى والذي قدر فهدى والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا المصطفى الذي أرسل إلى الناس بشيرا ونذيرا وداعيا إلى الله بإذنه وسراجا منيرا أما بعد فيا أيها الناس وحد الله فإن التوحيد رأس الطاعات واتقوا الله فإن التقوى ملاك الحسنات وعليكم بالسنة فإن السنة تهدي للإطاعة ومن أطاع الله ورسوله فقد رشد واهتدى وإياكم والبدعة فإن البدعة تهدي للمعصية ومن يعصي الله ورسوله فقد ضل وغوى وقد قال الله تبارك وتعالى في القرآن المجيد والفرقان الحميد بعد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم واتلو عليهم نبأ بني آدم بالحق إذ قربا قربانا فتقبل من أحدهما ولم يتقبل من الآخر قال لأقتلنك قال إنما يتقبل الله من المتقين بارك الله بارك الله لنا ولكم في القرآن العظيم ونفعنا وإياكم دما فيه من الآيات والذكر الحكيم أقول قولي هذا وأستغفر الله لي ولك ولسائر المسلمين فاستغفروه إنه هو الغفور الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ومولانا محمد عبده ورسوله أرسله بالحق بشيرا ونذيرا بين يديه الساعة من يطع الله ورسوله فقد رشد ومن يعصي الله ورسوله فإنه لا يضر إلا نفسه ولا يضر الله شيئا اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ان الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا ايها الذين امنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل وسلم وبارك على محمد عبدك ورسولك وصل على المؤمنين والمؤمنات والمسلمين والمسلمات وبارك على محمد وازواجه وذريته قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ارحم امتي بامتي ابو بكر رضي الله تعالى عنه في أمر الله عمر رضي الله تعالى عنه واستقوم حياء عثمان رضي الله تعالى عنه وأقضاهم علي رضي الله تعالى عنه وفاطمة سيدة نساء أهل الجنة رضي الله تعالى عنها والحسن والحسين سيدة شباب أهل الجنة رضي الله تعالى عنهما وحمزة أسد الله وأسد رسوله رضي الله تعالى عنه اللهم اغفر للعباس وولده مغفرة ظاهرة وباطنة لا تغادر دمبا رضي الله تعالى عنهما وعن كل الصحابة أجمعين الله الله في أصحابي لا تتخذهم غرضا من بعدي فمن أحبهم فبحبي أحبهم ومن أبغضهم فببغضي أبغضهم وخير أمتي قرني ثم الذين يلونهم ثم الذين يلونهم اللهم انصر الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم انصر من نصر دين سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم واجعلنا منهم واهدي من خذل دين سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ربنا اتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار عباد الله رحمكم الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعيدكم لعلكم تذكرون قال الله تعالى فاذكروني أذكركم واشكروا لي ولا تكفرون العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين 
إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين إهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين سبح اسم ربك الأعلى الذي خلق فسوى والذي قدر فهدى والذي أخرج المرعى فجعله غثاء أحوى سنقرئك فلا تنسى إلا ما شاء الله إنه يعلم الجهر وما يخفى ونيسرك لليسرى فذكر إن نفعت الذكرى سيذكر من يخشى ويتجنبها الأشقى الذي يصلى النار الكبرى ثم لا يموت فيها ولا يحيا الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين قد أفلح من تزكى وذكر اسم ربه فصلى بل تؤثرون الحياة الدنيا والآخرة خير وأبقى إن هذا لفي الصحف الأولى صحف إبراهيم وموسى الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله الحمد لله رب العالمين العاقبين المتقين والصلاة والسلام على شرف الأنبياء والمرسلين سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين لا إله إلا أنت سبحانك إنا كنا من الظالمين ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين اللهم اغفر لنا ما قدمنا وما أخرنا وما أعلنا وما أسررنا وما أنت أعلم به منا أنت المقدم وأنت المؤخر لا إله إلا أنت اللهم اشرح صدورنا للإسلام وحبب لنا الإيمان وزينه في قلوبنا وكره إلينا الكفر والفسوق والعصيان وجعلنا من الراشدين اللهم إنا نسلك رضاك والجنة ونعوذ بك من سخطك وغضبك والنار اللهم إنا نعوذ بك من الهم والحزن ونعوذ بك من العجز والكسل ونعوذ بك من الجبن والبخل ونعوذ بك من غلبة الدين وقهر الرجال اللهم اشف مرضانا ومرضى المسلمين اللهم اشف مرضانا وارحم موتانا يا رب العالمين رب ارحمهما كما ربيانا صغارا اللهم إنا نسلك من كل خير ما سألك منه عبدك ونبيك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه عبدك ونبيك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة 